Okay, so uh, you know this, Nick, but I actually ended up meeting up with David um, sort of around uh, the time that Austin Film Festival was around. We hung out for a little bit. It was good seeing him again. Mm-hmm. And um, he was talking about like, you know, he's he's really happy listening to the podcast and he wanted us to do some movies that he liked. And he gave me a good list of stuff like the good, the bad, and the ugly and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But one stood out to me. And I think it was a good call for us to watch that movie today. He specifically told us to watch the Netflix original movie, 65. He has been raving about it. I mean, it's all he'll talk excited. about. You see a twinkle in his eye every time he starts talking about it. And Adam Driver, he just, he just can't contain himself. <laughs> anyway, welcome to Wham. Welcome to Wham, guys. We watched... We watched 65. We it's, certainly did. I, I, this for is, better or for worse. For better or for worse, I will say, out of the bad movies we've watched, I don't feel as exhausted after having watched this one. There's a little bit of brain numb that came with it. Like I just started looking at it, and I just thought, there's nothing interesting about it. But at the same time, I went out of it thinking, okay, I don't hate that people got paid for this. Yeah. Um, this movie hurt me pretty bad. <laughs> I really didn't enjoy this at all. Um, I could find nothing that I enjoyed. Um, even the one aspect I thought I would ended up being really shit being the dinosaurs. Um, this movie overall was a loss for me and I really kind of feel bad that Adam Driver had to be a part of this because he can act, but he just apparently couldn't in this movie. It wasn't allowed in the contract. I mean, I mean, for context, this movie is very silent. Adam Driver is given very little lines throughout this and that, um, that stops his acting ability a lot. There was like five minutes of silence and then he sits down in the river and turns to the other character and just goes, I'm tired. (laughs) I said I'm tired. (laughs) And like there's not really a lot more conversation after that. (laughs) Yeah, it's let's let's talk about, I guess, the starting plot of it. It's not great. Um, The the basic setting we're got we are put into is. We're on this separate world called Solaris, mm-hmm. and we see Adam Driver there with his wife and kid, and then he goes, I need to go off to a planet. Uh, no, I need to deliver some people on a run that'll take me two years Yeah, so I can feed – or not feed, but take care of our daughter's medical problems. Yeah, the like colonist kind of deal, I guess. Yeah. The second he says that they're sick – or that his daughter is sick, you can hear instantly in the background. <coughs> it's <Yep. laughs> this movie, like watch the cliff notes of interstellar. Um, and they are like, Oh, I want to do that. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of try to mush it back together and it didn't get it all back in there. Yeah. I, there's a lot of stuff it takes from interstellar, mostly regarding how it deals with, um, Mostly regarding the plot and, uh, you know, the cinematography, uh, not cinematography, this was bad, Um, you know, the set design, uh, motivations, um, cock rings, same brand. Um, (laughs) (laughs) What would an interstellar, like what, would it look like Saturn's rings? 
I mean, it depends how you customize it. I think that's fair. You have options. It sort of looks like the black hole. Well, yeah, that's their that's their next release. It comes out in the Christmas. This it takes a lot from Interstellar. Yeah, it, it takes a lot from Interstellar. The biggest thing it definitely takes is just the idea of like long distance relationships between a son or a, a father and a daughter, and like the the whole idea of the daughter hates you and like emotional moments from a distance, uh, because you know it's two years and she's sending over messages and stuff. And the whole time she's sort of being like, "Hey, this is what's happening in my life," and then it, and then he immediately goes, "I hate you, Daddy. I hate you. I hate you today." And then it's back to her just being like, kind of okay. She's just kind of yeah. It's, I mean, that happens quite a lot. Um, what's what even is the best way to? It, this sort of feels as if it was a um, a, a VFX test, um. This movie feels as if they needed a script in order to just see, okay, what can we do with like VFX on this low budget? Because this was only forty five million, and they VFX never felt fake. However, mm. some of the dinosaur models are a bit whack. I don't know yeah. if they're accurate or not, though. Like they I could don't... be like wholly accurate. I think they're probably like I'm sure they're probably based on like some paper where like dinosaurs could have actually looked something like this, and they're like, oh, that's cool. And they just ran with it, but that's the same design for all of the dinosaurs. It's just scaled up and mm-hmm. or down depending on like how scary we want them to be. That's true. And then, oh yeah, by the way, there we haven't even explained how there's dinosaurs. Okay, so oh, yeah. he's on the he's on the ship delivering things. He hits some asteroid debris. His ship goes down, and we're told that um that he landed on Earth 65 million years uh, before present time, which is um, both during, I think that was the Jurassic period. It's a it's a dinosaur period of some sort. It's also right before the KT event, which is the giant asteroid that kills all the dinosaurs. It's definitely before the Constitution. Well, I'm not a historian, so I'm going to assume you're right. Yeah, we're really not experts. <laughs> um, it's you know, were you there? I wasn't. Who knows? The main conflict comes from his ship was cut in half while um while falling down. Most of the people that he had on board, which were like in cryogenic sleep, died, mm-hmm. except for one little lady. Well, two. I I thought there was two. I thought there was two. I, there might have been two. It There's appears. only one, two. Okay. Well, because it finds... was the little Asian one with the mask, and then he found the girl with the cloak on later, like right after, basically. You're right. Okay, so. So That's he what, finds. I he just abducted her because I yeah. was like, dude, this she's just from like somewhere else, and he's like, oh my god, you must be from the ship. I guess so. I'm gonna assume it's one, just because that makes more sense, right? Maybe we just saw her in the wrong light or something. But going into this, before I like started using critical thinking, I just thought this is two people. We see one girl that he finds that says like on her pod, oh, she might be alive. Takes her out, and then while he's hunting or something or looking around, he finds. A different girl, I thought, and she's like in full like um, nomad clothing. Yeah, she has and, like a cloak on. Yeah, and then she uh, 
he grabs her aggressively and um hey, hey stop it and then takes <laughs> takes her back to his ship they chill out for a little bit he learns that he can't speak with her and then the main mission becomes get to the other half of the ship relay a uh, a signal to uh, a distress signal to get someone to pick them up and then boogie so that's 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 the plot the plot is we need to walk we need to the walk in complete silence is escape to which mountain that's I, it <laughs> i wish i f- i never f- i might have finished that movie i've it's definitely seen it i i couldn't tell you exactly what happened i just remember each time i've tried to watch it i really hated it <laughs> what, what about you like i saw red <laughs> anger it was horrible. God, that movie's so bad. I don't um, think I've ever been. There's been two times I've been angry at a movie. Whiplash, and that's supposed to make me angry. And then Spy Kids 5. God, Spy Kids 5. Um, <laughs> but this movie, the whole deal with the little girl, like, even if it's supposed to be the same girl, where did she get the cloak? Why did she wake up in a ship and then leave? She knew mm-hmm. full well she was going to be put in the cryosleep. Like, why I, why i i don't a lot of the things in here don't feel um it's great. just great yeah most of the script i don't think is forced a lot of it can flow somewhat naturally the problem comes down to the idea that there's no reason to care everything happens very fast and the main action of it all is just walking in silence. So there's no really anything to like get gripped by. Even I guess when on you, paper, it looks, it sounds good when you're like reading it, maybe. I mean, if you read it and you just assumed, oh, they're going to add cool bits in between, then yeah, I can see how a Netflix person <laughs> could get attached to that. But then I also think once you read it and it says they go walking, they see a geyser, it goes off, they keep walking. I think once you get into sort of that area, you sort of realize, oh, they never added in the good bits. This was a situation where, like, they got the script and they're like, all right, fantastic. Like, they watched the movie through, like, the finished product. They watched Mm -hmm. the finished product through. Like, all right, guys, fantastic. I got some notes, but I really think this is a good start. And he's like, all right, it shipped yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) God, it just... I think it's a really neat premise. Um, it, it was kind of disappointing that it isn't just like time travel. He's literally 65 million years ago. Like um, a reverse planet of the apes almost. Yeah. I don't really know what it would realistically change. Yeah. But it was just disappointing discovering that was not the truth. Now, um, here's it's a question. Like a, almost like maybe like a, we don't really want to explain it the other way around. So it's a almost earth. So it's yeah, like- this sort of seems almost similar to like a Scientologist view of the world, how we're like alien uh, remains or something. I don't know. Ooh, actually, you know what? Um, That could totally work if the planet didn't get destroyed at the end of the movie. Well, does it get? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was a pretty big wreck. 
It was a big rock. What? Okay, so the computer said it was bad. It was, it was a big rock. For what I know about uh, this asteroid thing that killed the dinosaurs, the main killer wasn't. Um, it wasn't the impact. It was the smog and the change in weather that happened afterwards. Well, yeah, because it would cloud it all over and then yeah. it can't grow. But I mean, well, still, I just don't. Fucked. I just don't see how we're led to believe that everyone. Um, in like cryo sleep died. That's what we're led to believe. But their bodies are all over the earth. The asteroid hits, it covers it in fumes. And then the end credits, is just like a time lapse where we see, oh yeah, everything's smog. And then, oh, it's actually kind of pretty now. And then, oh, there's human civilization. Are we yeah. supposed to believe there's a connection? I mean, I, I think we're supposed to think like a, I don't know, like a life finds a way kind of shtick mm. um, or just like a woo humanity deal. Yeah. Like he did accomplish his mission or whatever. But like, I guess to give a purpose of the whole movie where it's like, <gasps> wow, he really did do it. Oh, OK. Like, so we're supposed to believe they went back to Earth to colonize it. That's what I'm assuming. I'm assuming okay. he went to an Earth um, to colonize. Yeah, to do that. And so he did technically do it. I mean, he doesn't know that. Mm -hmm. um but it's such a weak like see guys look it was worth it moment mm -hmm. um and it's, i mean his daughter's still credit died. scene yeah <laughs> and like his daughter's still dead he's still sad and um now he's just like flying away in space to nowhere what a you know what would have like instantly made this story more compelling what was that see through well, yeah, if C-3PO was in this, that'd be awesome. Imagine, like, there's just, like, a dot, like the T-Rex is standing right outside the cave that they're in, and you just hear, oh, dear. Imagine if there was just the corpse of Yoda, like, his mummified corpse they found in the mud. <laughs> like, the mud had preserved his body perfectly, and they just, like, picked him up out of there. This ain't no Dagobah. That's what's goddamn um, what I was going to say is we, we have this connection between Adam Driver and his daughter the whole time, the one who dies. And it seems as if he absolutely has no care for his wife, who would like be dealing with the same grief that he also has to return home to oh, the yeah, whole he time. Totally he's just caring about his daughter. He totally had a wife. I completely forgot. Because she's not she's not there to do anything except for enforce the fact that they had a daughter together. It's. Uh, I don't get why we wouldn't have a stronger connection with the wife, especially since like that's someone you love too. I'd assume they couldn't afford it. You know what? The actress probably just couldn't uh, make it to the other shoots, and they're like, "Well, we don't want to redo the standing at the beach scene that's zoomed in, so you can't see what's around them." <laughs> we don't God, see we can't afford that. The only bit of alien society we see in this movie is a beach, which looks exactly like Earth. Mm -hmm. And then we see the spaceship. The spaceship design isn't great. No, it, it's really made so like they didn't have a budget to make a really extravagant ship. So they made a smaller, like kind of cramped almost. Think the mm -hmm. Spy Kids 3, Dragon Spy 5, less cool, grayer. And like padded, like it's an insane asylum. Mm. That's it. But it yeah, doesn't you when it flushes your poop, it is very cramped in there, and you sort of see that when you get to the physical props they used for the halves of the ship. 
you look at like both of them together and you sort of get the feeling of like, okay, this is roughly the size, like the rough uh, volume of maybe four buses was shipping like at least 20 people like over I'd a long e- distance. E- easily more than 20. Easily more than 20? The colonists, I'm total, I'm saying that he had. How many do you think were in there? Because we only saw the bodies of maybe like seven. I'm just going to say like probably like 200 or something. That would be the amount you need to like make 30, a colony. It would be like incesty. Well, even at 200, wouldn't that lead to it? There is a specific amount you need to optimize no incest. But I... I don't know. We still haven't figured it out. We're trying to work that part out. For what do you think about the cinematography in this movie? Um, you think anything? There, there are some very nice shots in here. I thought, I thought there were some shots that were really interesting. But I also think a lot of it is, um, I guess, standard or unmotivated. Uh, the the largest thing I see throughout this is it doesn't deviate from any norms. There's nothing that it does better than anything else. There are some things that it does similar to other things in a duller way. Um, I think the only one that I remember it really standing out to me was when uh, we sort of get introduced to the first large dinosaur through um, a lightning strike. And that's not the first movie to do that. I'm sure even Jurassic Park has done that. Yeah, but it I, was it, the movie to do that. I'm just going to be wowed by it every time. It was the a, movie to like the T-Rex in the rain, lightning flash, silhouette. It was just like, just like a straight rip from Jurassic Park. There was a T-Rex in Jurassic Park? Um, spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> there was definitely some elements in it that weren't bad, but the elements that weren't bad were... I mean, like you said, like it was nothing landmark, nothing new. Um, it was the same, like, um, like for that huge dinosaur, mm-hmm. it was same impactful, oh shit, big dinosaur shots that we got and that we've seen in all these kind of dinosaur movies. Like, oh, here's the footprint, and oh, here are the trees <laughs> moving in the background, and oh, we hear the roar, and yeah. like, like that. And while it's not bad, it's just nothing new and really shows that this movie just had no ideas of its own. Mm. Like it it was just really trying to pick from all the sci-fi that it could. And then in doing that, it just kind of ended up being this nothing burger of generic sci-fi where Adam Driver says way too less and we're thrown into this movie way too fast. So Mm -hmm. we don't even like we don't have time to care about him by the time he crashes because it's three minutes into the movie. Yeah. I think, I don't know, talking from at least like a hero's journey perspective, if you're going to be doing that, you sort of have to establish the norm so we can understand uh, the change that has occurred. We are, we aren't shown his house. We aren't Mm -hmm. shown any bit of civilization except nature. So why are we to assume that he's out of nature, that this is a different experience for him? Yeah, his his home could be a goddamn water planet. We have no idea. <laughs> that could have just been the one SpongeBob island that was dry. He could live in a bungalow. That's what I'm saying. We have no clue. He could just be like a librarian, and this is just his job. I mean, essentially, he's a trucker. Mm-hmm. He's he's a space trucker who also has a magic backpack that can pull out anything you need at a given moment, and a lot of grenades. 
A lot of grenades, which he uses in a grenades. cave. Yeah. Great idea. Um, Great. Cave, Spidey sense things he sticks in the ground, and it'll go beep, beep, something bad's about to happen oh in the plot. Uh-oh. Beep, beep. The uh-oh alarm. The uh-oh alarm. Um, the magical, uh, the magical uh, box that can detect if berries are bad. Yeah, the berry box was pretty good. I'm glad he had that on him. A um a hologram projector that he carried around wherever he went for sentimental reasons for his dead daughter and never for his alive wife. Nope, hater. <laughs> they really they really could have talked more about how he has to get back to his grieving wife. Like something like that. He hates her. He has to. In this movie, they could have given him any sort of personalization they want, but he's the most blank, clean slate character with no, like, just no personality to him whatsoever. It's yeah. just so boring, and Adam Driver is so wasted in this movie. Probably literally, too, because, Jesus, this script is, like, horrible. Um, <laughs> this movie had two directors, and neither of them could fix it. This isn't yeah. the first time that, like, two directors that made a bad movie let's mm-hmm. look at like the russo brothers and anything that isn't marvel bad yeah very accurate um and sam raimi produced it which we were both very really surprised sad. about but the intro credits reminded me immediately of the spider-man 3 intro credits and i said that before we discovered the sam raimi uh, producing it so i'm a fucking genius <laughs> Uh, what did you what did you think about the girl? Um I think not letting her properly speak was a really lazy way of not having to write her lines. Her only thing was to go meet her see her family. Mm-hmm. Um but Adam Driver knows her family's dead and I guess she doesn't somehow because yeah, he he led her to believe her family was on top of the mountain and that's why they have to go. That was her motivation for going. And he admits later on that that was just a straight up lie. He told specifically just to make sure he, she went with him. I guess that's like, you know, that's nuanced to the character. He lies to children to get his way. So sure. now he's a morally gray character. Great. I love <laughs> his main character. <laughs> um, And then through this movie also like there's never really a lot of stakes at all aside from just the get off the planet yeah that's that is essentially it it's literally just hey we need to get to here at this specific time also don't die to dinosaurs like do we even spend a night here we spend do we see a, a nighttime? Yeah. Is we, there a fucking Adam Driver lighting a torch scene or something? They shit? fall asleep oh. in a cave with the uh-oh markers. Mm. Um, there was the first night where he landed, and then I think he fell asleep then. Um, and then I think there's one more passage of time. This might have been like a three, three nights type of thing. I might be mm. wrong, but it's roughly three nights. We're getting defunded, guys. Zencaster <laughs> is dropping us. Please, please send anything you can to the Wham Foundation. That's that isn't that isn't a joke. Uh, Zencaster, we're gonna have to 
uh, start paying more for Zencaster because they're dropping one of their yeah. uh, their programs. But you know, it is what it is. It is a tragedy. Um, they had like a creator program that we could record all these for free, and us being in separate places, we just have to use a third party service to record mm-hmm. it all. Um, it's either that or just like a really long string in some cans. But um, the delay on that was just too crazy. Um, Every time like a car passed by at a certain spot, we had to pause. Yeah, it was really unfortunate. Um, any kid with scissors just really, really <laughs> a pain. Uh, but we will still have episodes of Wham coming out every week. Um, any sort of updates like that will just be on our uh, on our socials. You can find the link tree in our podcast description. You're, um, yeah. What are you gonna rate the movie? Uh, I'm gonna. I don't know. I don't have the full body in me to hate it but also i know that my full body doesn't want to like it it's just such so nothing it's so nothing i'll give it a one it's not worthy of like half a star because i think that's for stuff that like made me angry this didn't make me angry it might have made you angry if anything it just made me think man it literally could have had one like good writer take a stab at like putting stuff in between the story and it could have been like a, a maybe like a decent summer blockbuster. Yeah, um, I'm going to mostly agree on that. This movie, um, really what I think is just uh, like money laundering because um, mm-hmm. this sucks and it's horrible. <laughs> Um, it's a really bad generic movie. This is the safest possible sci-fi movie they could have made with like this kind of idea. Um, so safe that they didn't even give like the main character very many lines. Mm-hmm. And I just think it's really just overall lazy. Um, it just shows Netflix is just not taking really big chances anymore at all. Um, and I think it's overall just pretty disappointing for the sci-fi genre overall. And just this movie, I was originally really excited for this premise and it was just super disappointing. And this was honestly just a shit film. I don't even recommend watching. Um, it's not even worth the time as a funny watch. It's just not good. Um, <laughs> I'm still just going to, I'm just like a one star. Yeah. Um, I, I recommend uh, watching this but only if you watch it with your family and you say it's nominated for like an Oscar or something and see if they either lead because if you tell them that they can either go down two premises they can either say the entire Oscars are a hack or they can say man I see why this movie won an Oscar I'm actually going to tell them that it lines up perfectly with a Weird Al Yankovic album. <laughs> oh, this would be a good movie to do that with because then you're just like not paying attention to the story at all. <laughs> you're just like, oh, look, that went there. Yeah. So one star is from both of us. Um, yeah. But let's go into news. Okay. Uh, what do you got? Okay. So this one, I guess, is a little, um, I guess, not like super huge news. But did you happen to see any of the backlash that was going against Joe Russo? Uh, this and last week. Uh, I don't think so. No. Okay. So, uh, Martin Scorsese, he's involved with this. He has gone a lot onto social media because of his daughter Francesca, and he did a little skit where he's like talking to his dog named Oscar, and it's supposed to read like they're both acting, and it's fun. I really like seeing Martin Scorsese on social. Um, he's been a lot of fun. Joe Russo, funny old man. 
Joe Russo responds with, oh, isn't that so cute that you have a dog named, dog named Oscar? I have a dog named um, Box Office, which is supposed to portray the fact. Yeah. yeah, jab at the fact that he has like what uh, he directed Avengers Endgame. And there's not a single person who found that funny. And everybody's just like, we all love Martin Scorsese because he makes great movies. You make dog shit. Please shut up. Yeah. Um... <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know how he really felt about that after. I, I think, um, didn't Martin Scorsese reply to like, a, he made a review of Endgame on Letterboxd and just said like, LOL, and then took it down or something. <laughs> he might have. That I might have been a rumor. It could have been a shit post. I, imagine I, I wouldn't be surprised. I imagine his daughter also runs most of that account, and he just asks him, hey, what did you think of that movie? And then she plugs it in. I fully believe she would just do that, put lol on it, and then delete it. Either way, if it's real, if it's fake, if it's Francesca, it's a great story. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I- God, imagine the gall this guy has to have to shit on Martin Scorsese. Especially when you make movies like The Gray Man. Like, no movie that wasn't an adaptation or like a sequel has been good from you. Like, your last three movies have consistently flopped. You can talk about how you have um, Endgame under your plate, but you wouldn't have that box office if it wasn't for people who worked a lot harder than you to get it to that point. It's like just going like, hey, guys, remember how good we used to be? Isn't that crazy? <laughs> like, this is not the time for him to be gloating about anything, especially with all that stuff about Loki that's going on right now where they have to basically like refix their whole MCU, mm-hmm. um, the whole universe or whatever, which I guess goes into yeah. our next piece of news probably. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's happening with Marvel right now. The The biggest thing is regarding its future. Loki season two isn't doing as great as season one. I have heard some decent reviews, but there was a Variety article that came out recently that had a lot of um, leaks about insider knowledge on the MCU. A lot of stuff came out. Uh, the director of the Marvels uh, left during post-production to start her newest project. That isn't unheard of. But it is telling people uh, that she isn't as confident in the Marvels. It's, which, not great. it's not a great sign. Yeah. Funnily enough, there are people that are sort of talking about how she's done interviews where she said, I went into the Marvels trying to get a good sum of money out of it and trying to get my student debt gone. I still can't pay off my student debt. That's <clears throat> wild for me to like be directing wow. your own Disney movie and still have yeah. problems with student loans. A Disney superhero movie with like big name actors like that. Especially since this is a sequel to Captain Marvel which made a billion dollars. Yeah, it's a sequel to technically Captain Marvel um WandaVision Ms. Marvel and WandaVision. Mhm. And um, that's why it's going to make no money. Because it's asking if we're just watching movies, then that has been consistently okay. We've been okay with going to the movies and doing that because that's okay. We're going to sit down and then we're going to leave and that's our commitment. Mm-hmm. To watch a TV show, it's a much harder commitment, um, especially since their TV show style has been trying to um, go into different genres. It's supposed to be – it isn't very experimental in style. It's very experimental in um, audience, what audience is trying to get. You see them try to go into like political thrillers and they them go into like young adult things and more um, courtroom comedies and it's not working great. 
Um, and then another piece of news that came out with that article was how um, the underperformance of Ant-Man 3 has uh, Marvel wondering if they need to completely scrap the Kang uh giant arc they have going into this and uh supplement it with something like dr doom which they've been alluding to uh not through the actual events of the uh movies which you can maybe say with multiverse of madness showing reed richards but mm-hmm. more of just how they've definitely started casting for the fantastic four movie yeah they have um they have a few options dr doom is definitely one of the flashiest i guess the most tempting for the audiences yeah um i don't there was also some domestic abuse charges with the actor who played kang and he's all he's um like insisting he was the victim like blah Mm -hmm. blah blah, whatever i don't really care um so that's also another reason i'm very Mm -hmm. confident they're going to step away from kang just because disney doesn't want anything on them and so i'm completely confident they're just gonna drop him the thing is, is that this multiverse stuff could have been an easy thing to cut off and continue with without having Jonathan Majors there. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, we had a whole movie where we're, we showed three different Peter Parkers played by different people. But they killed themselves when they showed Ant-Man 3 and they literally had every Kang the Conqueror played by Jonathan Majors. Yeah, um, <laughs> let's be real. They could just recast him. They, they could. could. Do, they could do a war, a war machine, um, or a Cassie. Really, yeah, it really wouldn't be a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be people would make a funny about it, and then after the next film came out or like whatever, referencing him, it would be used to it. Yeah. Um, like Disney and what Marvel has been doing, I just. I think this can be really good for them because it can force them to go into a new direction. They haven't thought too much before, Mm -hmm. but that all kind of depends on how thought out their like quote unquote backup plans are. Yeah. Um, Because I can totally see them just being like fully laid out like plan B's, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. But I would hope it's a more bare bones kind of idea and that would force them to like think of new ways to like incorporate these characters into them and not shoehorn them straight in just to get everyone into the roster here. Um, Mm -hmm. And almost like a really kind of like what DC is having going on with their clean slate and they're like starting a new universe. They don't necessarily have to start a whole new MCU, but this definitely does let them move to a new story arc Mm -hmm. instead of living in the shadow of the whole infinity saga. I will say that's a big point Um, in the article. They are sort of talking about, okay, so we had the end of what we consider the Infinity Saga. And the big thing from that is we're retiring some of our heroes to make way for new ones. And there's obvious reasons why they want to do that. First of all, and most importantly, they should have these characters reach a conclusion that way we don't have them rolling on forever and sort of becoming dissatisfying. That's what's happening with Thor. Mm-hmm. Thor had a conclusion of sorts in, in some stories, especially in Ragnarok, he had a great story. But over yeah. time, he's just had that diluted because we continue to tell his story. Yeah. We have finished endings on certain characters, and that worked very well, mostly Captain America and Iron Man. The rest of them are still going about. Black Widow didn't really get a serviceable ending just because we had to see her movie after 
yeah black widow was a prequel technically so it wasn't mm-hmm. even like a it was just kind of like a you know what happens in endgame yeah um but uh one thing the variety article talks about is the replacements aren't picking up enough steam for them to really keep the mcu where they're going spider-man kept them going for a little bit but now tom holland is taking a break and they're also just trying to give a little bit of breathing room for spider-man ant-man was a huge flop um dr dr strange also was a huge flop i'm gonna i'm gonna keep shooting for that movie though i liked it although i thought the script was bad i still love sam Raimi. multiverse of madness oh yeah i don't think multiverse of madness was necessarily like mcu garbage like Mm -hmm. multiverse of madness and thor love and thunder there's clearly a better movie yeah but i think you can definitely smell the disney like stank um on the movie i think that's fair yeah um Um, i think like i I even saw some talks it might have been in that article i don't really know of um them thinking of like bringing iron man back or yep. some shit or like mm-hmm. so one of those legacy characters basically um and if they do that like i don't know how long realistically let's say the mcu stays how they're doing now and how they've been doing for the last few years just kind of mm-hmm. like chugging out garbage at a steady pace that people aren't like necessarily like fucking enraged about but they just don't like yeah. How long do you think Marvel can sustain being this? Okay, so we have Bob. I forgot which Bob. It's not Bob Chapik. It's the other Bob now. Iger. Yeah, Bob Iger. I don't even yeah. know how I forgot that. I've met him. You did. <laughs> and I forgot his name. Um, true. Uh, Bob Iger's here. More than anything, he's about buying into things. He's not really a cutting cost guy. I think he's going to hold it a little bit more. He's just going to really hope to optimize. Um, I'm thinking if we run at current state with Bob Iger in charge, they will drag this out to 2027, even if they're at constant loss, hoping to get some spark back, hoping that if they build up to some sort of um, arc, they can get an endgame movie that will sort of uh, justify everything else that came about it. Um, but they could lose steam before that. I, it's not totally impossible. I think really what we need is a, um, you know, what happened to like an Iron Man movie, just like something new for superhero movies that tells it in a different way Mm -hmm. because we've seen this MCU DC superhero blockbuster for like almost a decade now. Mm -hmm. um in this style um and while it's not necessarily all like i'm not gonna sit here and say the entire mcu now is just complete and utter garbage like Mm -hmm. it they have a lot of money and a lot of people work on it there are good parts yeah um but it's just so old and tired now i think people just need to see something better or just the medium of like those superhero comic movies is just gonna fizzle out a lot more Mm-hmm. Um, funnily enough, one of the most overlooked projects in Marvel just came out with uh, its trailer and uh, initial reviews also came out. And people are saying because people had such low confidence in it, they gave the uh, cast and crew a lot of creative liberty and they're projecting it to be one of the more creative and better projects to come out. What movie? 
It's the uh, TV show for Echo, the one-off character that was debuted in the Hawkeye series. Oh, I, I can explain. It's a spinoff of a spinoff series. It's not a spinoff. Hawkeye's it's, a spinoff. Well, it's everything is sort of in the MCU is a spinoff, so it's hard to say what is and what isn't. You know what I mean? I consider a TV show of a character I saw in the movie a spinoff. Okay, so That's my it is a spinoff of a spinoff. The the character development I've seen from the trailer is talking about Echo, who was a somewhat assassin character that was trained by Kingpin and who is now trying to hunt him down to get revenge on him. Does she become spoiler? Does she become Ronan? Is that the No, we already had Ronan uh working in Endgame. Well, yeah, there was oh yeah. Yeah. We had a in Endgame, we had a Clint uh, Hawkeye become Ronan, and then a lot of the Hawkeye series deals with the consequences of that. No, no, no. After that, because then he stops being Ronan, and I think his daughter picks it up. I don't think his... No, they're, the daughters in um, Hawkeye are barely in the thing. The only thing the daughters do in Hawkeye is they sort of say, Dad, can you come home? And he's like, I'm sorry, I'm doing superhero stuff. And they're like, Dad, why do you always do superhero stuff? Because it's like a Christmas movie tie-in or something. There's Kate Bishop, though. She's there. I don't know. I didn't watch it. <laughs> um, You're thinking of a better plot. Yeah, maybe that's it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I really just hope the MCU does something different here because these movies are really fun. And um, I think our, you know, like little generation specifically um, grew up really in the sweet spot of that. Mm -hmm. So I think we all kind of have a certain soft spot or we're just fucking dweebs. But that's also really possible. I wouldn't real. discount some dweebage. Yeah, it's definitely not off the table. But um, what's what's next? Okay, so we have some animated shows that are both starting up and about to start up. Hmm. Um, first of all, season two of Invincible has just uh come out, uh the first episode at least, and I'm really excited to watch it. Um, I've I'm a big Invincible fan. I read the entire comic series. In a week, it's not a proud, it's not a proud uh, thing. Those books are huge, but it was like my first weeks of um of college, and I just didn't have anything to do, so I just read all of Invincible, and I like the story, and I'm excited for season two. Uh, the only thing I really didn't like about Invincible is that the animation just wasn't great. I get that they did give it a much larger budget for season two. What I've seen so far looks beautiful. I hope it's good. The only things that look good is like when they were flying around and like the gore, I guess. But that's probably yeah, the budget went. I get that. Uh, there's there definitely was um some limits on budget just because they didn't want to bet too much on this. Yeah. Um, but I think it's I think it's gonna be uh good. I haven't seen the newest episode, but I will soon. I mean, stuff like the boys, um, taking superhero stuff and like kind of spinning it in a different way is really great. Mm-hmm. I those, love the boys so much. Those I'm have so the same. Uh, those have the same executive producer. Yeah, Seth Rogen. Mm -hmm. They do. Yeah, and he appears in both of them, and he's he's funny. It's crazy. Seth Rogen is such a good, um, like creative mind, but like such a 
not fantastic. I don't know. Maybe he's maybe he's like an Adam Sandler like sleeper fantastic actor, but he's never been given the shot. Oh, I mean, he did. I you know, he say did okay so. in Dumb Money. He did okay in Dumb Money. You need to see him in in a Spielberg movie. He was in The Fablemans, and he was incredible. Really, he was in The Fablemans. Yes, he gave some great um some great delivery there. He it was him um what is it? Kate Blanchett maybe and Paul Dano. They were all great yeah. in that. Wow. Oh yeah, that's another time where he worked with Paul Dano. Damn. I yeah, love I that movie. That. Um yeah. Um and then we have coming up soon uh Scott Pilgrim. Uh the animated series is going to be coming soon. And it will have the entire uh, cast of the original movie returning as the voice actors. They sent out an email that just said Scott Pilgrim to be continued, and they all <laughs> replied back yes within like an hour. I'm very excited. Edgar Wright coming as a uh, producer along with uh, Brian Leo Maggie. I think that's his full name. He has a long name. Um, I'm 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 so pumped. His name could probably open like a Spy Kids safe house. <laughs> yes yes but it's not like the uh not that the, long it's not the latino version it's the it's the irish version well it's yeah like, it's a different it's this brian o'hannigan leroy or something yeah it's inside the ruins of a castle in a field <laughs> but um seamus finnegan old third and it's like um and then, uh, oh, do you want a Killers of the Flower Moon update? <gasps> it has passed $100 million worldwide. Wowee. Do you remember the budget? No. $200 million. <laughs> Fuck. It's, uh, I, I don't know. It's still not as big as it should be. It was a good movie. It deserved a little bit more. But keep in mind, it was also made for Apple TV and then got a surprise release um, in theaters because Dune dropped out. By the way, Dune would be out um, today. Yesterday, yeah. Yeah. Or today, yeah. I don't know. Um, that's crazy. I still haven't watched Dune 1. I will make you watch Dune 1 before Dune 2. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we didn't talk about... Um... Oh, God. What? I have to say his name. I can't say his role. Matthew Perry. We didn't talk about Matthew Perry's death. <laughs> Were you gonna say his name from the show? <laughs> I wasn't gonna say that because that I he specifically has stuff where he talks about he doesn't want to be remembered for that. He wants to be him. I think he deserves to be him. Matthew Perry uh, died um, uh, maybe right after we recorded the Wham uh, last week. He uh, drowned in his uh, hot tub. I'm not sure what it was. Some people are thinking um, alcohol was involved, but. It's just really sad. He was the first to uh, die from the Friends cast, and he also has a great autobiography about his um, dealing with addiction. He was fifty nine. Mm-hmm. He was young, man. That's crazy. Yeah, and he was genuinely like he, he was a pretty funny guy. Um, mm-hmm. He just had some pretty intense um, drug and alcohol problems, and I'm assuming got him blacklisted. Um, yeah, I think he, I don't know if he wanted to continue with um acting. He might have. I remember he had this talk about how he was getting he went a whole night drinking with M Night Shyamalan and in that moment he felt like he was going to get into uh, the movie world and then when he finally asked him like while he was drinking like um 
man, do you think you could ever put me in like one of your movies? And then he looked at him like he was like insane. And then he sort of walked away. And then uh, his friend comes in and Matthew Terry tells us about this. He points out to who he was talking to. And he says, dude, that is not M. Night Shyamalan. You need to go home. That's really funny, though. It's he he delivered it as a joke, but it, yeah, but that's really funny. It is. It's pretty funny. He was a great um, comedian, man. Yeah, he was. It's just really sad what happened to him. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think um, I'm kind of curious to see what the friends like merchandise and sales department does in response to this. Like, do you think there's gonna be a new like Friends Blu-ray set that comes out soon because of it for Christmas or something? They, you know, they just did the Friends reunion. I think if not early this year, then last year. Mm-hmm. Um, that was big. Um, they just demolished the uh the site where the Friends fountain was pretty recently. I went to the or I walked through the Central Perk set on the Warner Brothers studio. It was pretty cool. Oh, that's cool. I I yeah. did. I didn't go to Central Perk, but I went to the couch because they moved the couch away from the fountain and I sat on the couch. Oh, I sat on the couch in Central Perk and then I got yelled at. I was like, okay, (laughs) but I got yelled at. That's so funny. (laughs) There was a rope. I I knew damn well. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I didn't know at the time what it was from. Um, And so I had only... I had only watched the show years later and then recognized the set. And so it was like, I sat there. <laughs> it was cool. Um, do you have any more? Uh, I have uh, a few more. Let me see. Uh, SAG-AFTRA are somewhat close to getting a deal, it seems. The biggest, um, the biggest issue right now seems to be AI. And I believe... Um, you know, just like not replacing actors with AI models, not getting yourself scanned, stuff like that. I There was one more. I don't remember what it was. Um, but it was like two things that they're waiting on responses for still. Mm-hmm. We're like, we expected them today, I think, or something. And it just yeah. didn't happen. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be coming up pretty soon. I do think that with the writer strike ha- uh, finally ending, people are... Um, mostly just headstrong going into sad actra like okay the writers were able to get what they want we feel like we can get what they uh what we want and everybody's sort of feeling like man we need to get production back um especially when it comes to all these companies that are relying on ip dune marvel stuff like that especially deadpool let's be real here deadpool is going to be the only movie that really makes bank for marvel and now they can't film it yeah, um, I am really nervous for what it's going to do to the actual film. Um, yeah. Because obviously Deadpool is um, a, a funny, silly comedy. Um, and a funny, silly comedy made, like, written in 2022, then released in... 2025 say, or so. Yeah. That's going to feel aged. It's not going to necessarily feel bad, but you're going to be able to tell like a Five Nights at Freddy's type deal. Yeah, I think the writer's strike has ended. There's going to be some changes that are allowed with writing, mm-hmm. um, especially since Ryan Reynolds will be able to work on that along with Sean Levy. But didn't, um, they, didn't they already shoot a lot of it, though? I don't know how much they shot, to be honest. I think they were in maybe the first couple of weeks 
I mean, and then I it ended. I saw them in. They could have been just doing test shots, I guess. But I just yeah. saw them in costume. They were in costume. Um, yeah, I'm not sure how far along they are. Okay, <laughs> uh, Good Burger Two trailer. We're getting closer to Good Burger. Yes. Good Burger Two is on its way. Hype. So I'm hype. so excited for Good Burger Two. <laughs> they look so old. He used the plunger to unclog the shake machine. <laughs> I'm okay. ex- I'm excited. It's gonna be bad, and we're gonna love it. We're gonna rate it five stars, probably. Man, I'm so excited for that movie. It's not gonna be fantastic, but it'll make me happy, and that's what's important. I have the Good Burger Steel Book. <laughs> Remember when you were gonna be on set? Yes, man. So sad that that was sort of a scam. Yeah. Good is Burger, that, though. Is that all you wanted? To- I I thought you were gonna elaborate. <laughs> No, <laughs> no, good burger though. And then uh, we're getting closer to the release of Godzilla minus one. That'll be out December 1st and the trailers look cool. I'm not like the hugest Godzilla fan, but they look always like look like pretty movie. movies. Yeah. Yeah. He looked cool, I guess. I don't know. I mean, holdovers might come out soon. Uh, I, I saw it. I really liked it. It's a great Christmas movie. Um, besides that, I'm unsure. I want to see if you can watch day of the fight when it comes out. I got oh, to yeah. see that at closing night, Austin film festival. It's an interesting character study on a boxer. There's, there's some pretty good bits to it. I think it's up your alley with what you would enjoy. Um, although it is a little under budget, but it has great actors in it. Like Steve Buscemi, uh, Joe Pesci, I, I, it was it was enjoyable. I think it's okay if it's under budget as long as the writing's good. You know, I'll let you pick. I'll let you. I'll let you decide on that. Oh, it's. Should I be not? It's a movie. I think the writing was probably good. I think how it was executed might have been a little weaker. Hmm. But we'll see. We'll see. Like they were nervous to do some things. Or they might have expanded things that shouldn't have been expanded. They put emphasis mm. on the wrong moments, maybe. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I am interested in that. You should watch Cinderella Man. I've seen Cinderella movie. Man. I love Cinderella Man. Yeah, it's so good. I love that movie. That's like um, the main reason I'm so like in love with Paul Giamatti. Yeah, he was great in that movie. Also, he voiced... Um, <laughs> I only recently found this out. He voiced the doorkeeper from Robots. <laughs> the Tim? Yeah. <laughs> Damn. I gotcha. That's Tim, Paul Giamatti. Damn, Paul Giamatti really <laughs> shut that shit on his ass. Tackled <laughs> in the booth. <laughs> Man, I would pay so much money to get the raw footage of Paul Giamatti <laughs> tackling in the sound booth. <laughs> Tim? Oh my god. Oh, my favorite bit in The Holdovers, which he, he was the star in. There's not a lot of times where he gets to be the star. Mm-hmm. There's this bit where this kitty's looking after the whole time. He just goes, dude, I can never tell which one of your eyes is the lazy eye. Which one am I supposed to look at? Man. Um, I, always, I thought that was funny. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for that movie. Kind of. I, I think it'll be good, but I'm not hype hype. I get it. Um, I get it. This has been episode 18. Uh, thank you all for listening. Wham. Uh, we'll see you next week. This has been Wham. You've been whammed. Well, you might. Do you want to grab a burger? Ugh! <laughs>
Não. 